1: Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show.
2: And greetings. Happy Thursday. Thank you for tuning in here today, live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todd and His name is Aaron McIntyre. You have a name as well. Maybe one day we shall learn it. Here are some names and things you will learn On the program today, we will play three non-political questions coming up in the very final portion of the program. Theology Thursday will continue uh, as we look at the destruction of the West via the spirit of the age. At the bottom of this hour, we'll talk to Moms for Liberty. They've got an event coming in our hometown here soon, but it's similar to a lot of the activism they have done around the country over the last couple of years. So we'll talk to them about that here at the bottom of the hour. But let's get to it without delay. So much to get
1: into anyway. Here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What Happened While We Were Away, brought to you by Good Trump. As you know, there's bad Trump and there's good Trump, and what you're about to watch is good Trump. Trump published this video, which 99% of Republican politicians wouldn't have the balls to even contemplate.
3: The left-wing gender insanity being pushed on our children is an act of child abuse. Very simple. Here's my plan to stop the chemical, physical, and emotional mutilation of our youth. On day one, I will revoke Joe Biden's cruel policies on so-called gender-affirming care. Ridiculous, a process that includes giving kids puberty blockers, mutating their physical appearance, and ultimately performing surgery on minor children. Can you believe this? I will sign a new executive order instructing every federal agency to cease all programs that promote the concept of sex and gender transition at any age. I will then ask Congress to permanently stop federal taxpayer dollars from being used to promote or pay for these procedures and pass a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50 states. It will go very quickly. I will declare that any hospital or healthcare provider that participates in the chemical or physical mutilation of minor youth Will no longer meet federal health and safety standards for medicaid and medicare and will be terminated from the program immediately furthermore i will support the creation of a private right of action for victims to sue doctors who have unforgivably performed these procedures on minor children the department of justice will investigate big pharma and the big hospital networks to determine whether they have deliberately covered up horrific long-term side effects of sex transitions in order to get rich at the expense of vulnerable patients. In this case, very vulnerable.
1: Trump goes on for another two minutes, spelling out his comprehensive plan for if he's elected on how to put an end for good to gender ideology being taught and foisted upon children. We told you about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis this week taking steps to rid the state of DEI and critical racist theory in the institutions of education. In case you're wondering just how far these new steps go, look no further than this panicky tweet from somebody named Jeremy Young on Twitter who has pronouns in his bio. Quote, this proposal goes far beyond banning DEI and CRT. It rewrites universities' mission statements, forces them to deprioritize some majors, effectively ends tenure, and hands control of core curricula to political appointees. It's an all-out assault on the autonomy of higher ed. Yeah, those terms are acceptable. Pharma giant Pfizer is expecting a major drop in sales of COVID-related products. A company report on 2022 sales and 2023 projections, Pfizer says it expects revenue drops of over 50% for some of its COVID products. As of December, only about 15% of Americans had received the newest formulation of the COVID jabs. That's according to government information. A new Rasmussen poll shows more Democrats than Republicans say they personally know someone who they think died as a side effect of the COVID jabs. This week, an 18-year-old high school basketball player from Detroit is on life support after collapsing on the court and going into cardiac arrest. Also in Michigan, Dr. Michael J. Kennedy passed away suddenly in his sleep over the weekend. Last week, Jesse LeManiere, a former NFL player for the Detroit Lions and Los Angeles Chargers, died suddenly at the age of 25. And now this. An infographic went semi-viral on Twitter yesterday. It was put together by researcher Ryan Burge at Eastern Illinois University. It shows a breakdown of major Protestant denominations by age. You can see that across basically every major denomination, the percentage of that denomination that's above the age of 55 is is more than 50 percent the exceptions would be church of christ non-denominational evangelical and a couple of pentecostal denominations what was once a towering denomination in american christendom the lutheran church missouri synod has a whopping 68 percent of its members over the age of 55 and there's no major denomination where the majority is under the age of 45 years old that feels like it deserves a moment of silence and that's what happened while we were away
2: Aaron's Montage brought to you by Patriot Mobile. Thanks to your support, they have emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and now they have uh, big news. Uh, Because of that success, they now can give you access to all three of the major networks out there because pretty much everybody uses the same networks and same towers. So if you are in an area where one particular network, and that's where you you live or you work a lot, one particular network, that's the 5% of their network across the country that it's a little weak, but another network does strongly in that area uh, <laughs> You can make that switch with our friends over at Patriot Mobile anytime you're not happy with that coverage. Make the switch to one of their major carrier networks today and know that you're no longer directly funding people who hate you, but instead people who support your values and also have an actual American customer service team that is easy to reach and does excellent work as well. Make the switch today. Get a free activation when you do with the offer code Steve when you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Again, PatriotMobile.com slash Steve or call them at 878 Patriot that's a new number 878 Patriot all right let us let us get to the montage and the first two the first two bullet points in Aaron's montage are directly related I believe directly related and it goes back to something in fact the main things in Aaron's montage I want to highlight today, go to main things we have highlighted recently on this show or perennially on this show, okay? Just a couple of days ago, I was very adamant on this program. We don't, we don't want to get in the way of a Trump-DeSantis primary at all. In fact, we want to provoke it. Competition is good. Can someone... Now, is it always fun? No. Is it always easy? No. No. Okay. Are we a soft people? Yes. Yeah. So, meritocracy, most of us can't even spell that these days, let alone know what it is, right? But the generations that founded and forged this country and gave us the ability to become yellow-bellied, soft-headed wimps, Willing to surrender with our 390 million guns to dweebs with algorithms. Okay. The generations that made our gutlessness possible. They knew exactly what those things were. Have you guys seen those pictures of the jungle gyms in the, in the, at the turn of the 20th century in the schools? It's almost as if they were weeding out kids. Who's going (laughs) to be capable of? When in, uh, defending this uh, great nation on the battlefields of this world, right? Let's just find out right now. I don't know that that's what they were doing, but it's almost as if, in a way, they were, all right? These things are like 10, 12, 15 feet up in the air, no nets, right? I remember when, when our oldest, Anastasia, started riding her bike after I taught her how to ride her bike, and I had just seen um, my now buddy Brad Stein's uh, first comedy special, Put a Helmet On. And I'm like, wait a minute. All the kids wear helmets riding their bikes today? We, like, beat those kids up and mocked them. Like, if you taught, if you showed up in, 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 in 1981 at school, if you rode your bike to school with a helmet on, what was going to happen to you that day?
4: uh there would at least be a word collage directed at you Uh,
2: uh, uh, let's just say the law of the jungle would happen to you Uh, uh, a correction a correction in the ethos would take place to notify you that that's not what we do here could be a very harsh one could be a painful one could be a humiliating one but it would be a necessary one it would be a necessary one well, Steve, we know more about head ends today. We know, a lot, we know a lot more about a lot of poop today. And we suck. The more we know, the more we suck. Comprehensively. We suck. They didn't know shit. They'd kick our ass. We suck. We suck. I got your no, all right? Dangling from my backside rectum. That's your no more stuff. We suck. They're out there winning depressions, beating two generations of brown shirts. We can't show up for a school board meeting. Don't tell me no today. No, we suck more today. We suck hard. Suck. That's what we do today. We suck hard. So I'd I, I never let Anna wear a helmet. Like I wouldn't even let him in the house. No, oh, we're not doing that here. And she would have friends that would actually drop helmets off at the front door with notes. I'm worried. Ask her about it sometime. I'm worried about you. Don't. That's when I knew. That's when my mission was made clear to me. Even I suspected what my calling was going to be, but that kind of cemented it for me. That was Gideon's fleece. That's when I knew this land is lost. <laughs> right? Okay. So we don't understand competition, meritocracies. We've got participation trophies. Everybody makes the team. You ever been the last guy cut before? I was. I remember being the last guy cut. I got, I was the last guy cut Jackson Park Junior High basketball to the fat kid. Yep, I got cut. I was the last guy cut on the seventh grade basketball team to the fat kid. It was pretty damn humiliating, man. So humiliating, I tried wrestling. That was even more so. That was the only time my old man will ever let me quit. Even Dave was like, You are absolutely embarrassing the family. Please stop. And he was right. I was. I was just humiliating us all. Let me tell you what it also did, though. For the very next winter and the next year, I recorded. Every jump shot of Glenn Rice and Scott Skiles, the two big stars at Michigan and Michigan State, I could find. And I watched them constantly. I was in my driveway in the winter, in the summer. I, played, I, I mean, I knew I was never going to run as fast as everybody else, jump as high as everybody else. So I was going to have to figure this thing out. So I was going to shoot better than everybody else. To this day, I could walk into a gym with that level of muscle memory. Let me warm up a little bit. I ended up up getting cut. I ended ended up going from getting cut in favor of the fat kid to going to college basketball camp and barely losing to Dan Marley's little brother in the free throw competition. How did I get to that point? Because I got humiliated. I got punched in the face, so I had to get back up, and I'm like, I don't, I don't like how this feels. I don't, I don't like the feeling of failing. I don't like it. Those kinds of experiences have driven me. Now I'm going to be 50 this year. Those things were common for every previous generation in this country. What I just described was a common rite of passage. Could be a girl you wanted, could be a dance you wanted to perfect, a job you wanted to get, a car you couldn't afford. It was common for every previous generation of men in this country to have some form of humiliation that market corrected their egos to come correct. And look at the nation they built. It is not common for the men of this era. It is not common, therefore, for this era to even have men at all. And now you are watching a nation dismantled and collapsed with a dementia patient as president. So, no. Bring me, bring me the alpha males. Let's see which one's the wannabe. Well, maybe, Steve, maybe, maybe they're both real alpha males and it'll get nasty. Promise? Dude, we're probably six months from DeSantis even getting in this race. And we've got, we've got Donald Trump giving us the most comprehensive apologetic against tranny madness by an American, maybe global politician we have ever seen. All right? He's even, and you can tell he even might even actually like believe in it. Like he's even adding his his like little things, like his like we're going to get this done fast. Like his little sayings, you know, when he's like riffing. Okay. It's not even like when he, the Trump that you, you see when he's just reading really good stuff off the teleprompter. He's like adding his own asides and almost like his mind's like, wait a minute. We're actually effing doing this to kids. Hell yeah. We're going to stop this poop. You know what I'm saying?
4: hmm
2: Yeah. DeSantis probably isn't giving in this race for another six months. Hell, by July, we'll have Trump passing out muskets, man. Yes, please. Thank you. I really don't care what name is on the front of the jersey. I care about the name on the back. America, that's the name on the back, dude. I care about that name. I don't give a rip what the name on the front is. That's one of the reasons why I'm not on the conservative speaker circuit. I'm not in the cool kids' clubs. I'm not, I don't belong to anybody's cliques. I don't care. I don't. I don't care. I just want to win. I don't care who wins as long as it's my belief system. I don't care who gets the credit for it. I don't care who the star quarterback is. I don't care. Move, Go to 11 different schools, K through 12, and you'll realize real quick, joining clicks doesn't matter to you because they ain't an option. You ain't there long enough. That was my growing up. So what's the game? What are the rules? Who's keeping score? How do I win? That's all I care about. And then the guy in Florida is down there. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to think I'm going to actually just do to the education system what they did to us. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, to, I, DeSantis is like, you know, I, I, we actually can't have a, a, a religion less education system. You really can't. We can't. We never, we never have had one, by the way. We always had the Ten Commandments in the Bibles in the schools until the Horace Manns and the Thomas Dewey's took over and they systematically took those things out and began replacing it with their Humanist Manifesto instead. You're always going to be taught some catechesis in those schools, folks. That's why Luther said they'd either be the gates of heaven or the gates of hell. Somebody's catechesis is getting taught in those schools. Somebody's catechesis is getting taught. You ever list, You ever read the this 18th century Webster's dictionaries that they taught kids? Do you know what a New England Primer is? Yeah, someone's catechesis is getting taught in those schools. The idea that you're just going to teach—wait, that's going to teach, gonna teach reading and writing and arithmetic. I read that in a Cato white paper. I wipe my ass with your Cato white paper, and then the other side's rubbing their ass on your face. With your Cato white paper, while they catechize your kids with the doctrines of demons, how you like them apples. Get on the jungle gym 15 feet high. Give that one a shot. So yes, by all means, let us break the cue stick in half. And let's look at both Don and Ron and say, we're going to have tryouts, aggressive expansion, by all means. And we think you should fight. Not only should we not stop it. I love Dana Lash to death. She used to have me on the Relay Show all the time when she worked here. and I, But I bristled at something she texted or tweeted yesterday. You know, some of you are trying to stoke DeSantis versus Trump. We're not doing that? I mean, we're, we don't want that. We, we just, we don't want... We don't want a competition at quarterback... We don't want that. We just want to give the job to somebody because of what they did last season or they did in the minor leagues. Is that what you want? Uh, I do not. Yeah. You know what I want? A cold bleeping killer. That is what I want. Not to mention
4: one of the reasons I want it, one of the most clarifying things ever was six years ago, and it was for all of us. There it was Trump versus 16 other people. And we thought no chance, right? No chance. And he mowed them all down.
2: If it was just Trump versus Jeb Bush, do you think he'd ever would have dropped the term "anchor babies" on a right. freaking national right. debate stage? Right. But it wasn't. No, it was Trump versus the sixteen other guys. Yeah. That's why he dropped the term. By all means, if there's one thing there's one thing in the world Donald Trump comes from, he understands it is competition and leverage. I mean, I, I dude. I have been a DeSantis groupie on this show and remain one for the last two years. Never met the man. He's just earned my ador- adoration from afar. But if, if Trump wants to put one of those things like out on virtually every issue. Okay, maybe we don't need Ron DeSantis to run then. I know though we need him to run right now, if you know what I'm saying, because I don't think we're getting that stuff without it. I think we're getting and here's my buddy Lindsey Graham. Oh, that's the point. I think we're getting that. Okay. So, I think I think Trump understands art of the deal leverage. DeSantis is a man of the hour figure. May not be his hour, though. I don't know. Let's find out. Let's absolutely find out. I actually had some downtime last night for the first time since Christmas break. And I went on Peacock where they had the old WWF highlight videos from the eighties. And I sit, I mean, I'm not kidding. I watched 20 minutes nonstop of Hulk Hogan and and Andre, the giant at their peaks, man, in a steel cage. And I just thought to myself that Hulkster's face is all cut up. And you can tell Andre's like losing his breath. All right. Like, I know we rehearsed this but I need a break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm watching this thing I'm like this needs to be the 2024 Republican pri- cuz those are the only two people frankly worth your vote in my view. The others aren't even worth your vote frankly. There are several of them that I don't think are worth your vote against the Democrat. If you're brutally if you want my brutally honest opinion. All right. That if there's several people that are going to run, Pence, Haley, it's just a matter some of you just prefer to be shot in the back. Just makes you feel better, you know. Than the guy pointing the gun at your face. I don't like getting shot at all, so I'm going to be a no. But I get, I get preferring to be shot in the back. You know, I guess, I guess I get it maybe. The only two people in my view in this race who morally are worth anybody within the sound of my vote, sound of my voice's votes, are Trump and DeSantis. So by all means, let's get the best Trump or DeSantis we can get. Let's get Donald Trump out there doing, going full on Augustine. More, You got more of an apologetic catechesis against training madness from Donald Trump than 97% of the dang churches in America gave you Boom. any of the last two years of Sundays Boom. combined. All right? Give me more of that. And then Ron DeSantis is like, you know what? You're right. We are going to teach religion in school. Mine now. Going to teach mine now. Right? Like Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. Then he looks in the window. He's like, how you like them apples? Yeah, we're going to teach my catechesis now. We're going to do that. Pour one out. Give me more. How, how would you not want this? How would you not? If, you're, if, you, if that's you, this is not your show. Okay. Go listen to Ben Shapiro as he tries to half-ass his way out of uh, basically uh, gaslighting you into what he said over the last few years about COVID and the jabs. Take the jabs, dummies. Yeah. Go do that. That's your show. And apparently, well, you want that show looking at the podcast ratings because he's way ahead of me. So go add on to that. Go get your beta somewhere else. Me, I'm going to stoke this rivalry, man, as much as I freaking possibly can. Are you kidding me? I'm going to cattle prod it. Give me more of that. Because that, the Donald Trump in that video, that's a president of the United States, folks. That guy is. That's the guy you need for this minute, now. That's a president, right there. Not... Let me bring on my buddy, Woody Johnson. He's made a lot of money poisoning you. He's made a lot of money. That's not a president. At least not the one we need. That one, the one reading off the teleprompter, he's almost incredulous. like, wait a minute, this poop's actually going on? Hell yeah, we got to stop this stuff. This is nuts. Yeah, dude. We've been trying to tell you that while you've been hanging out at Mar-a-Lago with Lindsey Graham, brah. Yeah. Welcome to the party, pal.
4: That's a president right there. And, And oh, by the way, not coincidentally, that's also a dad Yeah. And a man. Amen. Amen.
1: And a school board member, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are you going to comment on the last story, Steve? Because I don't want to step on this. The death of the West graphic. Yeah. This is why our show is revival or bust
2: right there. We cannot vote our way out of that. Because we don't have the reservoir of worldview of people who understand what this country is what it was founded on what it was meant to be and where those notions and creeds came from and when you when you combine those the, the, the endangered species list of Protestant Christianity in America with the stuff we've been talking about with Todd's wing of this thing and the Roman Catholic church over the last few weeks, basically either a full on agent for the spirit of the age is Pope right now, or like a Biden kind of dunce figurehead for such forces is Pope right now. One of those two. Correct. When you, when, when those, when you see the the real time in that chart, the real time extinction of Protestant Christianity, you see the current state of the papacy in the world today we are heading to a technocratic dark ages. Those of you emailing and texting me about this chat GP stuff all the time. That is, that is, uh, <sighs> that's the inquisition. We call this inquisition meeting to order. That's their first, like it's going to get far darker than that stuff. Folks. If we don't have revival, we're going dark. We're going technocratic dark ages without revival. And that is why we preach that on this show and focus on biblical worldview on this show. Gentlemen, your thoughts.
1: You want to know, Why Donald Trump is culturally and societally relevant. And the church increasingly is not. You said the first two stories were related. The first and the last story is related as well. The Donald Trump in that video. He's an adulterer. He's an egotistical maniac. He's crass, rough around the edges. Maybe a liar, a gaslighter. But the Donald Trump in that video is closer to the heart of God than, what did you say? The 97% of pastors in the churches that are dying. He's got a lot more disgust and outrage
2: for this than most of your lily-livered,
1: skinny jean-wearing pastors do. That's why he's relevant. Yeah. And the church increasingly is not. Also, the other thing about this as well, I I would have preferred, I think this is pretty well established for for all of us on the show. I would have preferred that Donald Trump followed through, followed through, followed through on basically all of his political instincts, especially when it came to COVID. And really just his instincts in general followed through because they were almost all good. But especially when it came to COVID, he didn't follow through on that. And that's why we talk more about that than we do the you know, previous three years of his presidency. But this is where Donald Trump even when he does not follow through, is a net positive in just expanding the Overton window. Mm-hmm. Because as you said at the beginning of this, that's something 99% of Republicans, really 99% of people in this country would not, have, would not be either crazy enough or have the balls to say publicly. And yet he did with one of the largest platforms as a former president that you could ever imagine. I'm not talking about sending out a tweet, ban transgenders out of the military. That's when we need to, him to actually follow through. But putting out a comprehensive plan on why this is wrong, what they're doing, and what I will do to stop it, that is a net positive. Even if he even if he doesn't follow through, it, it needs to be followed through on. But at least at least we're expanding the Overton window.
4: And that's again to me why the 2016 election was so instructive. People talk about uh, bench problems in politics. It looked going into that thing. We have the deepest bench in the history. It doesn't matter if you if your bench is basically the Detroit Lions. And Steve knows a little bit about that analogy. Like what it we oh, month after month, year after year, even again with Steve's inside baseball. Look at with at the Cruz campaign. How unprepared the men of the Republican Party really were. To deal with, as you just said, Steve, the things every man has had to deal with with every other generation. Mm-hmm. All of us had a learning curve on that. Myself included, seed, like, oh, oh, we are. I knew we were a mess. But dear God, we, 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 there, we can't play hardball. We're terrified. That fastball comes in right down the plate and we close our eyes. We don't see opportunity. And, and in the game. No matter how hard it gets, especially how hard it gets, actual sports, political arena, if you don't see opportunity, it, if all you see is excuses, triangulation, pointing fingers, which has become our politics, you can't ultimately win. A loss is guaranteed. Amen. Amen.
2: This is the first societal implosion maybe in all of human history that occurred simply because... The people who had the ability and power to do something about it lacked the will and just rolled over and allowed it to occur. We'll talk to Moms for Liberty here in a moment. Back here on the Steve Day Show, you have heard me talk about the amazing red wines from deep in the Andes Mountains that are made by our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. Families that are on their second century, not generation, century, of doing this the old-fashioned way. Malbec grapes grown at 9,000 feet of altitude. These wines are absolutely delicious, and you can, uh, if you don't take my word for it, take Todd's because he has if anything, oversampled them over the last few years. alright uh, they've, they've always had this great deal over at Bonner Private Wines, half off the wine and half off the shipping, which is a big deal. When you're talking about imported wines, that cannot be an easy ship sometimes. So that's a great deal they constantly have, but now they've sweetened the pot for you a little bit. They've added a fourth bottle uh, to the special as well, uh, a small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar. So now it's four bottles instead of three that you get half off and half off the shipping as well. When you go to BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve, B-O-N-N-E-R, B as in boy, do we still know what those are? BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. Again, that is Bonner Private Wines. .com/steve. We welcome into our studio the co-founder of Moms for Liberty, Tina Deskovich is here with us on Blaze TV radio and podcast. What in the world made you come all the way from Florida to Iowa? in early February, other than self-loathing. Tina, welcome to the show. How are you?
0: Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me here. It is great to be in Iowa. I, as I was telling you before the show, I had a little bit of concern when I saw the weather was going to be one degree tonight. A little bit but, of concern? But, yeah. <laughs> but Especially coming from Florida. Yeah. But uh, it's beautiful out. It's sunny. It's gorgeous. And I will say, um, I've been here about 24 hours and the nicest people I have ever met are here in Iowa. So it's just a pleasure to be here.
2: It's funny you say that. Uh, several Early in my career, I tried out for drive time in New York city on a station there and I went out there and tried out for a week and um and asked for feedback and it was mostly positive but I'm like "I, I must have done something wrong give me some negative feedback you know what they told me too nice I was too nice you have to understand. He's never been told that before. I've never that? been told this in my entire life. I, I mean, people think that they hear Darth Vader breathe around here when I walk into a room. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what it meant to be told I was too nice. But you are right. There, there is you know the Minnesota nice, Iowa nice. That's kind of the whole Upper Midwest thing, you know. And that, that can though work to our detriment. We can maybe let uh, uh, people get away with things we shouldn't for longer than we should. Maybe we give them a benefit of the doubt that they have long ago shown disabused or shown they have not earned, right? We have a tendency to kind of let things slide for a long time. And that, that was one of the reasons why I earned a bit of a reputation around here when I first started doing this on a local level first, is I was, I'm not like that. And so I'm, I like confrontation maybe too much. Uh, but um, it, it's clear we had reached a critical mass as a culture And it was time for uh, a little bit more of an aggressive posture in confronting what was going on. And I've watched over the last couple of years as you guys at Moms for Liberty have kind of stepped in to that breach. And you're in, in a mom way, okay, in a mom way. But it's clear you guys have stepped into a void that has for too long existed. What's your story? I mean, your story in particular, organizationally, how did this thing occur? And now it is mushroomed into this nationally impactful group.
0: It's really remarkable, the journey of the last two years. So, uh, I'm a former school board member in Florida. I served in Brevard County from 2016 to 2020, along with my co founder, who mm-hmm. also served the same time period in a different county in Florida. We didn't even know each other. Uh, I ran in 2016 on the issue of parental rights because I saw concerning things then. Uh, and then we like to say that as we served, we saw behind. The education curtain. Both of us saw how the sausage was made, mm-hmm. the power the unions had, uh, parental rights really getting stepped on more and more. As 2020 unfolded, COVID unfolded, all of America got to see behind the education curtain. Mm-hmm. And so I lost my reelection uh, to a radical liberal in a very conservative county in 2020. Uh, Tiffany, my co founder, she didn't run again, but I reached out to her as our terms were coming to an end because we both were losing uh, votes on our school boards. Uh, we were voting against forced masking. We were voting against a lot of the um, the things that were being passed that were, were going to influence our children going back to school and, and other issues. And we were losing. And so we were showing up in the paper. And so I said, that She's like minded. And I read out to her, and I said, "We have to do something." Uh, schools across the country are continuing to stay closed. We're watching, like the LA Teachers Union, for example, come out and say uh, they're not going to open unless they defund the police. You know, mm-hmm. things that had nothing to do with right. public education. Right. And and we saw what we saw was parents didn't really understand what was going on. They were coming in front of my school board. You know, we're going to turn you into the county commissioners. Well, the county commissioners in Florida have no authority over school boards whatsoever. So parents were frustrated. We were watching it. They had no idea how to how to solve the problem. How to even um, get engaged with their government to fix the problem? And Tiffany and I had that experience. And so, uh, January first, twenty twenty-one, we launched Moms for Liberty. Our plan was to be in Florida. That's what we knew. That's the laws, the policies we knew. Mm-hmm. I thought over five years we'll grow to sixty-seven chapters, one per county. We're really going to help parents empower them to engage in their system to take back their parental rights and kind of become watchdogs over school boards because all of this that's happening, this, this that's happening in the country, like the final line is our kids. Like mm-hmm. it's been. Going Going on for decades mm-hmm. but here we are the final line in the sand is with our kids it's now down in k-12 in public education as young as pre-k honestly in a lot of places and so um we're going to push back against that two weeks later Barbara calls from Long Island, New York and says, I want to start a chapter. And I was like, I know nothing about running a national organization. But Mm -hmm. Tiffany said to me, Tina, this isn't ours to keep, to hold tight. We have to let people, we have to empower them in their communities to stand up. And I absolutely agreed. And so we launched. And now it's two years later, uh, two years and a month later. And we have 247, nope, 267 chapters in 43 states and 110,000 very active moms.
2: I have to tell you, I have... I have spent a lot of my time in within the machinery and nuts and bolts of politics not just hosting a show all these years I mean I've I've worked on campaigns I've recruited candidates um, I've I've done mobilization efforts uh, and I've never seen anything as instantaneously sprout up as this organization I mean you're you have a bandwidth and a reach within two years that there are groups that are that will have spent decades trying to acquire that level of critical mass. What's the secret sauce here, do you think?
0: The secret sauce is giving them the power. We're not a top-down organization. We don't pick issues at the national level and start pushing them into the states and into the chapters. Mm-hmm. We truly, truly empower our local chapters. So we set the boundaries, the guidelines. We give them the branding. You know, we do we do the back-end support. Um, we require them to meet monthly as chapters and review their local school board agendas. And we teach them about school board budgeting, which is very challenging, and where stuff is hidden uh, mm-hmm. in there to get by. We teach them how to address their school board um, school board policy making. A lot of those issues, and so they their job is to to look at that and see what the issues are in their community and go fight them. What we've learned over the last two years is it's consistent. The same problems in Iowa are happening in Florida, New York City. Because it's the same yeah.
2: Leviathan everywhere.
0: Yeah, and yeah. and so uh, you know the the, the the consistency of of the issues is is definitely happening throughout the country, but but it's being fought very locally, uh, focused in on local communities, and that's what matters. Is it too late? It's not too late. I'll tell you, there's days where I do question that mm-hmm. myself. It's absolutely not too late. Our government is set up in a fashion for just this, for taking it back. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really amazing. Um, when I served on school board, I used to speak about the role of a school board member to foreign students in my county because we have a, a big foreign population at one of our colleges. And what I learned when I was speaking to them is all around the country, uh, all around the world, other than Canada, school systems are set up top down whoever the president or the leader or the king is, kind of sets, he says the sky is purple. The local czar, it gets pushed down all the way down to the teacher, the sky is purple. In America, that's not the case. Local communities decide what's gonna be taught in their community, and it's set up in a way that's open to the public. We elect school board members to set that based on your community. So it has to be fought locally, it has to be fought at the school board level, and it is not too late at all.
2: Years ago, when I first started working just locally here, um, on the big blowtorch WHO here in Des Moines before we uh, branched out to bigger platforms. I suggested Republicans had just come off an election where they now had a supermajority in the Iowa House, and they had gone from 17 uh, measly senators to a tie with a Republican wow. governor. wow. And I suggested that we should completely revamp the education system and... In, instead of, of voucher programs or other things that had been done for school choice efforts that we had theorized about for many, many years, people should just have their own money and decide they take their funding with them wherever they want to go. It's their money, and they should be able to take it with them wherever they go, whichever uh, mode of education they want to grant their children. And the, they looked at me, the, the, forget the Democrat, the Republicans looked at me like I had both eyes gleaning from the same socket like I was a different species of human being all right so for me to sit here and watch this 15 years later just kind of happen suddenly overnight okay the you know kim basically puts her thumb on the scale about a year ago in a primary in a couple of primaries and suddenly now this is actually materializing in my home state and it's happening in other places as well and you mentioned that the timing of your groups growth too your mushrooming is this really was for the first time the shutdowns of the schools and Zoom school and what was going on forced me to no longer look at this as a subsidized daycare system. And I had to finally confront at a molecular level what you are in Putting into my children's conscience. Was that the tipping point moment here where it seems like in 24 months we have made 25 years of progress on this
0: issue? It's amazing. We like to call it at Moms for Liberty. Like you said, we do everything kind of in the mom way. We call it COVID lemonade. We're making lemonade out of all that came out of COVID. Mm -hmm. And the COVID lemonade is that parents saw the garbage that was being streamed into their house. I mean, I have personal friends that say they were walking by the kitchen while their son was at the table uh, in a, what was it? It was a, um, I think it was a, I think it was a history class and the whole video was on transgenderism mm-hmm. and and she was like what does that have to do with mm-hmm. you're supposed to be studying this period of history and it was completely irrelevant but that was the lesson for the day to watch that video and more and more stories like that are coming out and parents have had an they couldn't avoid it anymore they couldn't ignore it and and it couldn't be hidden it was coming directly into your home and that was the line from others
2: so why are you here what, what specifically oh. is happening in Iowa that brought that brought your attention? We're
0: well, we're very excited. Uh, we planned a town hall. We call it "Giving Parents a Voice" town hall. It was on our calendar uh, a couple months ago. Before I even knew the bill, mm-hmm. the, the student's first act was going to be signed here in Iowa last mm-hmm. week. So it kind of is interesting that it aligned in the same time period. We've done a couple of these around the country, and we have more planned. We like to go into a community, bring all our chapter leaders together from around the country, uh, and and organize an event where we put their state education leaders on stage, open it to the public. We invite everyone. Don't have to be conservative like mm-hmm. us to show up. We mm-hmm. want to hear from everyone. That mm-hmm. is how our system of government mm-hmm. works. Uh, we talk about some of the issues facing here in Iowa. You've got some great bills right now that are moving um, out of committee or, or you know, out of subcommittee and into committee that are very fascinating and interesting that we're watching. And so we, we're gonna talk about those tonight. And uh, after we talk about it for a few minutes, we open it up to the public and we let them ask questions. And their representatives are right there to answer the questions. And it's an open dialogue about education in the state of Iowa.
2: Do you get other viewpoints that show up to these? Because a lot of the debate that I got into this business wanting to have, the other side doesn't want us to have these kinds of debates. Okay, it doesn't ha- want yeah. these dialogues to occur. So do you actually get to engage other views?
0: So in Michigan, they stayed across the street with signs and blowhorns and yelled at us, which wasn't exactly very productive. Right. Uh, we've seen a lot of social media posts leading up to this doing uh, saying they're going to do the same type of thing. And mm-hmm. we've gone in and posted underneath them and said, come, it's yep. free. It's open to the public. Come ask your questions. What's
2: the benign, innocent reason you would not do that?
0: I have absolutely no idea, yeah, except there's except probably they, not one. there's yeah. probably not one. <laughs> yeah. You know, if anybody acts unruly, we'll have security there tonight. I do <laughs> want to make clear on that, and you'll be asked to leave. But if you have a question, a concern about your child, the education that's happening in Iowa or around the country, come ask it.
2: Is this going to be streamed? Can our audience
0: around
4: the country watch it? It's going this?
0: to be on the Moms for Liberty YouTube channel. They can watch it tonight live. It's at uh, it's 7 p.m. here, Central but 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> yes. Wait, you're
4: allowed on YouTube still?
0: Uh, we had uh, we had some dings early on when we posted our, our governor in Florida, Governor DeSantis, talking about how masks didn't work with doctors from places Correct. like Harvard and Yale. I know a little bit uh, about yeah, yeah that <laughs> yeah. kind of
2: censorship. We got we yeah, got, got, got some censored some for that. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, we were we were locked out of a lot of our groups on Facebook for a while. We've been banned for Twitter at some point, but YouTube we just backed off of for a, a long time and barely put anything up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now they're letting us, you know now we're we're interacting more. So yeah, we're still there. We're still there. All right. So
2: before we let you go, if there's somebody <laughs> listed right now that wants to form a chapter or they want to know, can we get one of these kinds of events in our community, what would you have them do?
0: Go to momsforliberty.org. There's a map that says Find Your People right on the front page. The whole United States is navy blue, because that's our color. You'll like these colors. And then we have gold for when- uh, I'm familiar with that color scheme. (laughs) Yes. Shameless. (laughs) Yes. Um, Um, In fact, I'm (laughs) gonna let you say
2: the website again. Go ahead, yes. No,
0: thank you for that. (laughs) So um, when when you have a chapter, it's lit up in gold, and it's momsforliberty.org. And so you click on your chapter and you connect right to them. If your county is Navy blue. That means you need to start a chapter. You or someone you know reach out, click on it, and it'll lead you through how to start a chapter. It's an interview process. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that you're a quality human being. Right. Uh, it's not a hard. It's not a hard process though. And then we'll get you going. And there's seven states that don't have them. Uh, whatever. 44, Forty-three. Or 40, you said 43? 40, 40, uh, did I say forty-three? Forty-four. So what are the, the six? Do
2: you know, the, or can, you can get one. I know
0: Alaska. Alaska. Alaska is a desperate one. Um, okay. New Hampshire, I believe we still, Maine, I believe needs one, Um, Idaho. That's always surprising to me. Idaho
2: is a mystery, man. I mean, if you identify as a Democrat in Idaho, they call 911, they don't know what those (laughs) are. And yet we can't get that state on virtually any issue of substance to do anything. It's, it's a it's that is an odd state.
0: It's fascinating because it's very conservative, mm-hmm. um, but it's very Republican. It's very, I don't, it's very Republican, yeah, I don't know and yet they're still doing all the garbage yes. is happening in the schools because we yeah. see it. Parents still reach out and we're like, We're sorry, you have to, we're not going to come in and fix it for you. You right. have to start a chapter and fix it in your community. We'll help you, but you have to do it. So if your listeners are out there today and they're frustrated or worried about the future of America, that is our mission statement. Our mission statement is to save America by empowering parents to defend their parental rights at all levels of government and Amen. we ask you to join us. All right, one more time, what's the website? Momsforliberty.org. All right. It was a pleasure to meet you. So. Great to meet you. Yeah, Thanks thank for, you for coming me. in
2: and uh, stay warm. It's I'm, a shame you're going to leave right when it's actually going to warm up around here. You know, like, look, like she's wearing this like lovely dress. Okay. I'm wearing like a rustic flannel. One of us is used to living in this part of the country this time of year. <laughs> yes. Um, you have any thoughts, Todd, as someone who has fought the school board wars before we get out of here?
4: I'll be there uh, at the event uh, tonight. I'm excited. I'll. Uh be bringing uh, my phone as well i might have to do some man on the street stuff see what some folks have to say uh but yeah this is listen my, my wife and i had a similar experience uh losing a school board election a place we thought was quite frankly impossible to lose and losing on obnoxious issues to like open witches i'm i'm not even kidding so uh you you, you nailed it in terms of it's this this is the line. They are coming for your children. If this won't wake you up, apparently nothing else will. You've got to act. No one else will. Even as much as we talked about President Donald Trump earlier and how much we want to hear that, you need to be that person in your own backyard. There's no other way.
0: Thank you. That was the best promo for us. I'm, I'm going to clip that later and use that Cheers. as a promo.
2: amen All right, one more time. Give the website. MomsforLiberty.org. Moms, and it's the number four, right? F-O-R. Yep. Oh, F R. Okay. MomsforLiberty.org is where you want to go. Again, MomsforLiberty.org. And again, Tina, pleasure to meet you. Good luck tonight. Thanks right. so much. You'll, Appreciate you'll it. You'll run into a, and, and having spent a lot of time in Michigan too, You they'll hold the same signs. They just won't be quite as obnoxious. That's kind of the uh, Iowa way. Because they're
0: nicer. Did I mention yeah. the governor is coming tonight and speaking and kicking it off? I probably should throw that in there yeah, too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. She's a little popular right now. She so is. So she's a good get to remarkable. have at your event for sure. Yes, we're looking forward to meeting her. Thank you, Tina. Thank you. All right, we'll come back, uh, hour two. We will get underway with Theology Thursday. Stay tuned. here at Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcasts. I'm Steve Dace, he's Todd Erz, and he's Aaron McIntyre, and you are you. Let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, TikTok and Instagram. That's a D-E-A-C-E. And you can also find me at Real Steve Dace at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social too. Those of you that find us via the podcast, we so appreciate you. Please show your appreciation for us. If you've yet to do so, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Only if you like it, of course. Uh, And also hit subscribe or follow on the podcast platform of your choice. Thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. If you have a question that you'd like to have considered for an upcoming Ask Me Anything, those are typically on Mondays. We won't have one this Monday, though. Uh, because uh, we're off on Monday. I'm speaking at the University of Chicago Law School, so we took that day off for me to do that. But the following Monday, February 13th, will be our next Ask Me Anything. If you have a question that you would like to have considered for that Ask Me Anything, uh, embed it into your five-star review, and you'll go to the front of the line for consideration uh, when Todd makes the picks of those questions here in just about 10 days. So, again, thanks to all of you that have done that for us already. It really does help to improve the profile and the ranking of the show, which improves as well our employment prospects. Uh, This part of the show uh, is brought to you by our friends over at Eden Pure Air Purifiers. I mentioned this yesterday. I'll mention it again. They are offering a special buy one, get one free right now via Eden Pure. You usually get these in packs of three. Now you decide how many you want to buy and you'll get a free one for everyone you buy. So maybe you're thinking, I've got a house, I want this on every level of the home, but, you know, I want it in my office. Um, I, I want it at the workplace. Um, I've I, You know, we've got a cottage or a, another another place. Uh, maybe you own rental properties, okay? Uh, this is a perfect opportunity now for you to get in uh, with a bulk buy because these things work Phenomenally, I mean, we got so much positive feedback about these last year, how effective they are. Uh, they are filterless, so you won't be replacing filters out of pocket after you make the purchase or uh, deal with that from a time-consuming standpoint. Uh, and they get rid of the worst odors, whether that's pet cigarette smoke, urine cooking odors that... You know, dank smell, musky smell. Uh, these things are extremely effective. So buy one, get one free right now. For everyone you buy, you get another one for free. All right. When you go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com. And let me also throw in that shipping is free. Shipping is free as well. EdenPureDeals.com. Shipping is free, but you've got to use this discount code, Steve3. That's the discount code you have to use. Steve3 at EdenPureDeals.com. Let us continue with Theology Thursday. I want to make a quick note. I anticipated when we uh, signed off here for Theology Thursday last week that by this time, I would be able to officially tell you the release date for the movie Nefarious. Um, I might be able to tell you as soon as tomorrow. I certainly I think we'll be able to tell you next week. The reason why I have not been able to officially tell you the date is these are all good reasons, actually. We have, um, you guys know what the reason is. Will you back me up? Sure. There's a good reason for this. Yeah. Let's just say there, you, we have more, our dance card is more full. The cup runneth over. It was, the dance card is more full than it was when the music started playing at the ball. So that just requires more eyes to dots and T's to cross and codicils to go over. So, um, but you are still on track to see nefarious in all his splendor and glory uh, later in the spring. So keep that in mind. All right. So let's get back to our Theology Thursday book study. And remember, uh, looking back on my book, A Nefarious Plot, which inspired the film, will not spoil the film because the movie actually works as a prequel to this book. The movie will show you the origin of the book, A Nefarious Plot. So let's get, gentlemen, to chapter two as Nefarious now begins to lay out the plan.
4: And before he goes into the particular six planks of the plan in the coming chapters there are three general things that nefarious's master uh, the devil himself needed to see proof of concept of mm-hmm. because otherwise we're not going to waste our time with right. this so we'll get to, i think it it behooves us to take them each at a time the first one it needed to be practical and i'll just read one short paragraph about what that ultimately meant what i learned and this is in nefarious's voice what i learned was the greatest strength and weakness of both the believer and unbeliever in your culture were the same the family Mm -hmm. why was the practical silver bullet to go after the family rather than the church, the economy, etc. Why the family?
2: Because that is the most fundamental building block of any human society. Is the family? Any, not just America. <laughs> any, so. any human society is the family, and so therefore, it can also be the most fundamental stumbling block to the sustainability of a society as well, if it were to collapse. And. Look at what he says next. So I'll read the next paragraph, if you don't mind, in response. If the family units were strong, even unbelievers would attempt as best they could to conform to the morals of the society at large out of a sense of decency and honor. Of course, cultural conformity also doesn't cure what corrupts you to the core. But since the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike, you are capable of producing relatively healthy cultures nevertheless, provided the morality your culture is conforming to is really moral.
4: Look how much this has to do with the guest we just had on.
2: Absolutely. I thought the same exact thing. Yeah. I mean, that... That is nefarious actually just catechized you on the necessity for the reason that we had to form this group called Moms for Liberty in the last couple of years. But that's that's that is the modeling agent for the the initial modeling agent for the human species in any society in any era. In any belief system is the family. It is the initial modeling system. What does it mean? What does it mean to be a human? What does it mean to be a boy? What does it mean to be a girl? What does it mean to be a person? Uh, what does it mean to be a mom? What does it mean to be a dad? It, it the initial modeling system is the family, and so that's the core of the human experience as we relate to one another. The core of it is the family.
4: The second thing it needed to be achievable and this is really interesting because the practical part is the self-reflection of the demons mm-hmm. like is this we're the architect of this thing just does this work but then okay the math is sound there but then we need the worker bees and this is an acknowledgement that the the humans need to be in on the this is not just something that we will do to them correct that we have to make them do it to themselves yes yes they need to make us do it to one another and apparently that means by extension that that's you it's almost like it it's it, the devil acknowledges in so many ways the the it's an acknowledgement of the imago day like we've we've got to go and end around we just can't go directly and there's ways we can't get them to do this right because if, of you, the,
2: if we make a direct appeal to evil all right the ranks of those, well, I'm I'm saying we as if I am speaking as nefarious, yes. okay? So let me, let me, <laughs> let me make sure I'm clarifying <laughs> that, okay? If, nefarious is saying, if we do a direct appeal to evil, to your faces, okay, will there be specific people that will be attracted to that and and sign on to it objectively to that level of in your face presentation. Yes. Collectively. though, no. Will a society do that? No. Collectively, when 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 the Jewish people went into the valley of Ben Hinnom and threw their babies into the fire to to Molech or to Moloch, depending on which pronunciation you go with. They didn't do that, Todd, under the expectation that nothing would happen to their favor. Right? The Whatever, whoever Malok, the demon challenged himself or channeled, I should say, channeled himself through in order to reach the people did not say, come and defy, come and defy the law of Moses and throw your babies into the fire and we'll make it completely silent. So you can hear their screams as they roll over into the, into the flames just because it would entertain us. Is, Is that the pitch they made? No, no. Would, if they had made that pitch, would there would there have been some form of element in that society that yes. was so spiritually gone? They would have been like, oh, yeah. In fact, I, 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 I want to be Richard Ramirez, mm-hmm. the night stalker when I grow up. Sure. You're describing red light. Distors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. There would have been an element of that. But collectively, even us, even the society that in those days, Israel had no king. And, they, and so everyone did what was wise in their own eyes. Even in that era. OK, let alone an era with a great king like a David or an era where Solomon is reigning in the in the peak of his splendor and wise, and and wisdom. All right. Would that would collectively the society had said, can't wait. And, and, you know, trampled each other underfoot to get down into the valley of Ben hit him first. Would they have done that collectively? No, they would not have. And so it had. So it has to be it has to be presented as something that is attractive to us that appeals to us that we will then both voluntarily participate in ourselves and then coercively demand those around us participate in it as well all right it has to be presented like that because as you said we are t- we on this show we tell you we are totally depraved you and i there is no one in the sound of my voice that can on their own repair the breach that exists between them and god because of their sin you cannot do it God must intervene. God must take must take initiative. God took initiative through Moses to provide the law. God takes initiative through Christ to provide grace and redemption. For the law came through Moses, and grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Okay, so God must initiate. Jesus says, "No one who comes to me, except uh, uh, no, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent who sent me sends them to me, and then I will raise them up on the last day." God always must take initiative. Always, always because we're totally depraved, but we're not utterly depraved. We're still made in his image. That's why we can find things in pagan cultures like the code of Hammurabi in Babylon or the teachings of Plato and Aristotle and Socrates. We can find some things in there where there's some innate goodness and wisdom because they also carried the likeness and image of God within them. And so for for a systemic societal evil to take root, it has to be presented in a cost-benefit analysis, something that, that appeals to our senses and our fears and desires and dreams at that particular time, a monkey's paw, if you will, okay? And that's what it means for something to be achievable. What will you buy into? And then what will you make other people buy into? How does Paul essentially end Romans one when he describes the judgment of God on a society? He, he ends it by basically saying, these are people who delight in creating new ways to do evil and encouraging other people to do the same. That is what nefarious is saying. This plan had to be.
4: And third, it had to be irreversible. And I love the riff where, where nefarious is saying, I, 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 don't be confused i know some of you are thinking you're reading this and you're thinking maybe this is maybe this is the thing that's supposed to wake me up it's a cautionary tale he said do I, it's like do i like the kind of guy with the plant and i almost see you can just hear mm-hmm. uh, uh the joker coming out of him like no 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 no. i'm telling you all this not to wake you up because it's impossible at this point and here's why he says but while God doesn't give up on you. It turns out you often give up on him. If we can get you to give up on him, then he has a tendency to move on at that point. And when he moves on, you're on your own. And when you're on your own, you're ours. I think
2: that's pretty self-explanatory. But this is
4: the hardest part. Like, whether... Why irreversible even whether well, they hear it from the devil it seems like there's always a chance even 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 people locked into their sin, sin you know there's there's kind of this this tomorrow's another day like we can't even conceive of like really irreversible see I think the
2: next paragraph is key in clarifying this nefarious writes i know some among you claim you know who is sovereign and all and therefore capable of butting in on your behalf whenever he darn well pleases but come on you don't really believe that do you of course you don't you selfish stiff-necked foolish fleshbot. the reason it's irreversible is because he is daring us here daring us to test his theory Knowing most of us won't call that bluff out of fear, so um, I, I will give. I will give. I, I will put my faith in a political party to save me. I will put my my faith in a new ideology to save me, in a new uh, significance to save me, in a in a new experience to save me, in a new pleasure to save me, in a new relationship to save me. Okay, it's what nefarious Sorry. is admitting here is that if you truly desired the will of God in your life, they can't concoct a plan that is irreversible. They're not as powerful. I know a lot of you that um, come out of spiritual traditions or because of the way that this has been portrayed culturally think that essentially God and the devil are both are fighting over us in this planet for dominion. That's parts true. But you've also it's also been presented to you, though, as if these are co-equal belligerents. They're not. They're not. The devil can't hold God's jockstrap. Paraphrase the great prophet Larry Holmes. So th- he's They're not, not equal. Th- they're not close to equal at all. That's why they need us. OK, they can, they, they're not close to equal at all. That's why they need us. That's why they work. That's why the enemy works through us. Because he's not omnipotent. He's not omniscient. He's not transcendent. He requires, and Nefarious says this earlier in this chapter, they require collaborators. They require them. And, and by the way, this chapter will be one of the most fleshed out dialogues in the forthcoming nefarious film I, and, yeah. and 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 uh, he will flesh this out far more for mm-hmm. you tangibly yeah. and horrifyingly in the movie what this means this very conversation we're having right here okay in one of the most powerful moments in the movie that I will not spoil okay he will show you what this what he means by this very directly but they can't do this without us they're a gnat on God's footstool they're not they're they're not God's Lex Luthor and God's Superman they're not the Joker and he's Batman they're not Darth Vader and he's Luke Skywalker there's just God here and there is no other there is no authority in the cosmos that approaches his magnitude none they're like space butter space butter space butter space bar down here we were actually made above them we were made to judge them this is why they hate us. They recognize this. They see this. They see that it we were given a power. They were not given to procreate to now. Make, we can make in our own image like God, like God made us. We were given dominion. They weren't given that. So they need us. That's the, that, one of the biggest differences between heaven and hell is he who reigns in heaven wants you. Those who reign in hell need you. That'll preach. They need you. They can't do this on their own. They need willing accomplices. They have to have it. And and so what he is saying here in the paragraph that I just read a minute ago, it's kind of in his way, the line from the Star Trek movie you love so much, I dare you to do better. I dare you to test me on this. He's all in, like Mm -hmm. with Deuce, Nefarious is all in with like Deuce 7 offsuit. He knows if you call, he's
4: going to lose. He knows this.
2: He just knows you're not going to
4: call. So this is actually the place where he is being the least demonic. He's just doing the math on this. Mm -hmm. This is like me when I do the abortion challenge. I'm not being particularly holy. I just, I know that bet I'm going to win every Mm -hmm. single time when I say you, you you take the 2% of the hard cases. Give me the 98%. They're never going to take it. Isn't that basically yes. he's just right in the
2: room? My old buddy and one of my one of my mentors, Jonathan Narciss, I've mentioned before who passed away a few years ago. When we started a monthly poker game, he used to come and dominate. And one of the ways he used to dominate is he was he was he was the lone black guy at a table of white kids. And he he knew that with the way that ecosystem works, all right? There's not a large black population in Iowa. The he would come in and throw the alpha, the, 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 his, you know, his, his swag around his swagger around the white kids would get intimidated and would fold. Like he, 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 would make us fold all the time. He would just pound us, raise us all the time. Finally, I'm like, you know what, man, I can't possibly believe John, you have the best hand every single time. So one one night I told him I'm calling you every hand, no matter what I have, I'm just calling you every hand. All right, because I just—it's not possible you have the best hand every single time. All right? I've done the math on this; it's not possible, and I'm tired of getting punked. So I'm just going to call you every time. I'm not going to be the—I'm not going to be the white kid at the church, at the rec league. Okay, when the when the black team shows up, and we're playing three on three basketball, and we're just going to automatically assume you guys are all better than us. Maybe you are, but I'm going to go out and play the game. We're going to go play the game out, and let's find out if you are better than us. Okay. So I called him every hand. Turns out he didn't have the best hand. And it was the first time I ever beat him and knocked him out of off the game. Okay. And that's in a way what nefarious is doing here. Okay. He knows you're not going to call because he knows you don't want to call on God. He, he knows you don't want to. He knows you want to be God. The devil didn't tempt Eve with ye be like God because he suspected she would not want to hear that message, but because he suspected she would. He knows if you call on God, he's toast. He knows this. He just knows that you won't.
4: That's so sad.
1: There is, so this has been a good conversation, um, kind of high-level conversation, to take it down a little bit to a more, I guess, granular level. There is this couple of paragraphs. There's a period of time a few years ago when a segment of your society began intensively studying your founding documents and cherished traditions once again. Some of them even adopted the name Tea Party to reclaim the legacy of those early days of your resistance to our tyrant tyranny. Uh, Thankfully, they were lions led by lambs. By the time this mini revival broke out, we had already so polluted the Potomac with the stench of corruption and compromise, their insurgency was put down by their own leaders inside your beltway. Few things in hell are more satisfying than watching you down your own reform movements without any help from us. The only thing more satisfying than us destroying you is watching you destroy yourselves we have often described the Democrat Party largely as a demonic construct,
2: mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm.
1: The Democrat Party is a demonic con- construct. In the, in the context of this chapter, what is the Republican Party?
2: The false flag operation. Controlled opposition. It is... Look at... Look at let's go back again to Tina Deskovich we just talked to. In in two calendar years, that's it, she co-founded one of the largest grassroots activism networks I've ever seen and that exist in the country today in two years. And it was because they reached a critical mass. She told us, she sat right here and told us, parents were finally forced, she said, during Zoom school and closures to finally see Oh my goodness, what are they poisoning the soul and psyche of my child with? They were forced to see it. What the Republican Party does is it steps in right when we are about to build a critical mass and do something about what's going on. It steps in to say, you can't do that or vote for us instead. Channel your anger, channel your indignation, channel your conviction through us. Don't do it yourselves. Channel it through us. The Republican Party is a drug dealer. It's Dr. Feelgood. I'm the pusher. Don't look for true meaning. Don't try to find meaning in suffering. And by the way, there is a video out today of Shia LaBeouf talking about meaning through suffering. That is one of the most incredible apologetics, man, I've ever seen. So either that guy has truly this time had a a sincere conversion or he still is a really good actor. I don't know which it is. Okay. But that video is like, wow. Okay. I mean, like, The Padre Pio movie changed him. I've seen some interviews. I mean, I shared it on my own Twitter timeline earlier today. Okay. But that's, don't do it yourself. You couldn't, you, you can't. On your own, you're lost. No one wants you. That's what abusers always say. I've heard heard it at my own home. Where would you go? Who else would want you? The Bible says that because of Christ, you can boldly approach the throne of grace. You can. No intermediary. Right now, right now. You may be contemplating going online to the dark web and looking at things that probably should get you executed for ever seeing. If you stop what you're doing right now, if you set that aside and come to the throne of God, he will take you right now. Right now, someone in the sound of my voice is thinking about leaving their family. Thinking that the, the, the meaning they want will be found there the significance that they lack will be found somewhere else if you say no to that and on your own right now approach the throne of God and say I am lost he will take you the Republican Party is the one that tells you you should leave your family you're right You'll find the significance you want in that other relationship. You should go online. Look at that stuff. Don't go to God. Don't, don't, don't as an individual assert your divine right made in his image. Go through us. We'll satiate you. We'll satisfy you. We'll, we'll have the drug vote again and again. Make Mitch McConnell Senate leader again and again. Did you guys see him kick Mike Lee off the committee yesterday? No. Yeah. Kicked Mike Lee and Rick Scott off the committee for daring to have a different opinion. That's what the Republican Party is. The Republican Party is the worldly solution to the spiritual problem. And I promise you, the worldly solutions always pale in comparison. Always. Always. It doesn't mean that it can't be used as a vehicle to the right solution. We've seen examples of this, like the state that Tina came from, right? Comes from, right? Florida. But how many of those examples? We've seen an example like that in our own state. Why have we seen those examples? Did you watch the way Ron DeSantis' family prayed at the inauguration? The Kim Reynolds that is governor today is not the woman that was a state senator here 10 years ago. Trust me. I knew that woman, guys. Not the same chick. What happened? In each of these cases, there is a spiritual component. We cannot do this on our own. We were not made to do this on our own. The Republican Party says, you don't need all that stuff. You don't need all that cosmic stuff. You don't need all that metaphysical stuff. Or, or, or we'll co-opt it and use some of its sloganeering and then do nothing with it. Joni Ernst will come speak in your churches because she has the R after the name and then she'll go vote for the government to, to sue you for believing what was actually said in that church.
4: And nefarious will applaud. And
2: nefarious will applaud every time. Yeah. The Republican Party is he who shoots you in the back or just shoots you up. The Democrats, like nefarious, they're not interested in subtlety. They're just pointing the gun right at your face.
4: Now, just wait, folks. If you found this half hour interesting, wait until it's preached to you by Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh, yeah. I cannot do
2: justice how this chapter gets played out in the movie. I cannot do justice to what Sean does in that film. I can't wait for people to see that. It is going to freaking wreck people. Wreck you. I mean, I saw, I saw my buddy, Mike, I talk about flatulence incarnate. Yeah. Mr. Ride is Harley, even in the winter, man's man. When he saw that scene in the rough cut, dude, cr- I saw him cry like a baby. Okay. I can't wait for America to get spanked by that same. Three non-political questions are next. We are launching a brand new show here on Blaze TV with comedian Alex Stein. He first came into our radar with those uh, <laughs> wacky performances at the uh, Plano, Texas, with the city council meetings. Yeah. And yep. then there was the one he did in Vegas. Okay. About his wife's a- boyfriend or something. <laughs> <Gosh. sighs> did I tell you guys, did we talk about this the last time when he went to Buckingham Palace? Yeah. And started yelling yeah. at the guards there. Yeah. About Prince Andrew and Epstein. Anyway, we are starting a new show with Alex here. And uh, if you want to sign up for Blaze TV now, we're offering you an even bigger discount. $20 off. Someone told me that Daniel Horowitz did this read the other day and kept saying pimp on a blimp. And they just couldn't stop laughing hearing Daniel say it. (laughs) Okay. The promo code to get the $20 off a Blaze TV subscription at blaze TV.com slash primetime is pimp on a blimp. All one word, apparently. All one word. Uh, Pimp on a blimp, and the show premieres here on Blaze TV on February 8th. All right, let's get to three non political questions.
1: I've asked this first question before, but it's been several months, and I think it would be interesting to get everybody's uh, opinions on it again. Question number one is thus. It's not exactly a fun question. Should everyone online on, like, social media companies be forced to reveal their true identities, or is anonymity too big of a deal?
2: I'll take this one first. Um... I absolutely do not think people should be forced to reveal their true identities. I am sympathetic to why Jordan Peterson takes this position as someone that is obviously he's at a different level than us, but as someone who is accosted, confronted, smeared by you know anonymous avatars and and hordes of you know who knows if they're humans or bots online every day. You know I can't even imagine what somebody like the profile of a Peterson puts up with. I. You know, there is something uniquely masculine about like, come at me. I, who am I really talking to here? Right. Okay. I get that. Okay. In, in in another era, if we were the people that put our kids on the jungle gyms that we were talking about an hour ago, if we were still those people, then I would completely agree with Jordan Peterson. We're not. And right now we are in an era where an unduly amount of power is wielded. By dweebs and moms' basement dwellers, and that that control ESG scores and social media profiles, and have algorithms to determine what news does or does not get heard by others. When when the flow of information in a society is corrupted, I mean, have you guys seen what's going on with Twitter? Yeah, people people are posting in the last forty eight hours the difference in reach they're getting on their accounts when they go private compared to what they are. That thing is so broken. He is... We talked about this the other day on Fake mm-hmm. News or Not, and he said to Dave Rubin, he may have to scrap the whole code and start over. He's going to have to scrap the whole Dude,
1: code and start over. Do you remember okay. the publication called The Stream? Yeah. I forgot they existed until I, I saw they locked their account yesterday. And you started seeing their tweets. Yeah. I,
2: I, mean, I mean, I see people's stuff all the time. I'm like, we used to have these people on like constantly. I forgot they existed, just like you said about The Stream, right? So... When you are in that kind of an era, where the flow of information in and of itself now is um, is an is an instrument and weapon of the spirit of the age, then 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 that's when Sir Thomas More writes Utopia under a pen name. Okay, that that that's that's when a certain level of 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 camouflage is required to deliver uh, bullets of truth. Otherwise they don't even uh, head on, don't even get to to the arena. They don't even, you're not on the battlefield. You're not under consideration at all. So I would prefer that we were a society that dealt with things the way that Jordan Peterson wants us to. We are not. And we don't, and it's those of us that want that society, by the way, of Jordan, if you're watching, and I'm sure you are, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Jordan, those of us like you who want that society, as you learned, you got banned from Twitter, brother. We're not the ones that have any control or say right now in the flow of information, right? That's the, that's the whole Steven Crowder, Daily Wire argument. And, and in essence, that's their argument with one another is we want to monetize your show. But to do that, we have to use platforms that hate us, but you don't want to play ball with any of the platforms that hate us, so we don't know how to monetize your show. I mean, in general, that's the debate between the two that they had a couple of weeks ago, that debate. And that is a challenge we face comprehensively everywhere. I mean, I'm sitting next to a guy here who just accurately posted on his Twitter account what was going on in his school district with his public servants and had the police visit his home. True?
4: True. Yeah, they came to visit me at school. At school, I'm sorry. At at an event, yeah. Okay. Uh, That followed you
2: around. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean,
2: so, we don't have a law of the jungle anymore, Jordan, and those who want this. We don't. We need to bring it back. I'm all for bringing it back. It's the old uh, line from the great prophet Ice-T. Twitter has made people think they can get away with saying stuff that in the past they would have gotten punched in the mouth for. I will affirm that homily. Yes. Correct. Yes. We would like to, everyone on this show, all in favor of returning to said era, say yes. aye. We're all in favor? Uh, the ayes have it. Okay. Are we yet in that era, though? No. And, and I don't think we can get back to that era without providing some level of anonymity for people, given how deep the rabbit hole goes. But I will also say this. Just like I think a lot of pastors use the, um, use the Johnson Amendment as a fig leaf, Excuse to not do their jobs from the pulpit. Well, I don't want to have my tax exempt status and like almost no one ever has. It's it's a scam. It's not a real. It, it, is, the, is the Johnson Amendment real? Yes. Have pe- have there been people that have lost their tax exempt status by violating it? Yes. Is it the systemic specter that haunt that hunts us down at every corner? Is it that? No. I do think there's a lot of us that could take stands where we are. But we're not willing to face any level of recourse or or blowback whatsoever, and so we use the reality of the culture in which we live to not fully take the stand that would be that would be the most useful and successful in that situation.
4: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm of the opposite opinion, and I know Oran or- 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 or McIntyre agrees with Steve, uh, and we all. Uh, respect him uh, immensely but uh, i th- th- for me it's about get busy living or get busy dying yes. you, the, it's not just twitter it, 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 and it's not just about it's the monsters and the weasels on twitter i get that but there's a lot of people on our side that are anonymous on twitter your anonymous twitter account is n- never going to do jack and more than that if you have an anonymous twitter account uh, even though again this is what uh, with and joy when i was trying to make the look at the polling what people think there's a lot of people i'll answer the poll in an orthodox fashion i will tweet in an orthodox fashion anonymously it must be incarnate I need to know that you're the person in your backyard who's not letting this Moms of Liberty gal just do it on their own and the moms. I need to know that you're the dude going down there and getting it done everywhere. And I think if you're prone to being anonymous on Twitter, you're probably prone to be anonymous and way too comfortable everywhere else. Also, to the and this is a point Steve's many other times, we're losing to the biggest bunch of dweebs in the history of mankind. Because we're just afraid to get some dirt under our fingernails. The definition of a man! One of the important definitions of a man would be, like, in the scrum. That's how you test yourself. These days, honestly, I've met them all over the place. You know, soccer sidelines, it's the opposite. Soft tones, avoid controversy, don't rock the boat. It's disgusting. It's appalling. I just I reject it all on a visceral level, and it's just a base level of accountability. There's one place in the American experience where, for various reasons, you should have uh, a level of uh, public square anonymity, and that is the vote. Other than that, this is this is making a. It's it's part why social media. Um, is warping our children's minds because they think they're having an organic experience somehow, that that's actually a person, but it's so quaffed, it's so filtered, it ends up being anonymous because it's just not even real. I I, 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 I would have no problem taking away. Well, I, even though there are legitimate concerns, that I would err on the other side without missing a beat. I See, agree
2: with every word you just said. I don't disagree with it at all. Yeah. I'm uh, to me though the math is if I get one Oran McIntyre, one Sir Thomas More, one Elgato Malo, one ethical skeptic, okay? That ch- I will trade that. Because that may be the only way I can get that I can get them and their information into the ether is via is is via that vehicle. I but I agree with every word you just said.
1: See, I I'm I'm of the mind we are we are already on borrowed time. The Elon Musk thing, it's a boon for freedom of information. But as we just discussed, Twitter is broken. I mean, it's just busted right now. And so to me, because the censorship and because like the, 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 the ending up where we are right now of uh, basically uh, we are on the road to an information dark ages or a technocratic dark age. What, I, I think we're going there regardless of whether people are anonymous or not. So I'm of the mind of Todd. Let's get busy, or li- get busy living or get busy dying. And to me, it just comes down to a preference. I, all of these people, all of these people uh, who just enjoy their anonymity, if you're coming at us, I'd rather know who you actually are. And if you don't really have the stones to do anything outside of Twitter in real life, then I I don't I mean, there's no point in you being and posting on on social media at all. So to me, I think we're already heading to the technocratic dark ages. So let's you know, it's my preference then to um, to actually know who's on there. I was if I if this was buy, sell or hold. A few months ago, I was kind of a hold on this, but I'm I'm more uh, in in line, in mind with Todd now.
4: This is my here. This is a guy who follows us. I I respect a lot of his points. He's in a uh, Nightcore, so you're going to get. So does that mean the founding fathers that wrote the Federalist Papers were wussies? Come on, Todd. I, listen, that that is so lacking in context of why they did that. There was a style of the time it was a way of doing things it wasn't purely because they were scared to have their na- names it was pretty Knight well court. known on who did M- my on, man
1: and who you just did. compared the founding fathers yes. to 69 yeah. me on twitter
4: yes and that's the other part i'm gonna <laughs> make yes lives fortune sacred honor <laughs> re- ultimately real death on the line they're like here i am i could say no like i just don't like what what are you really worried about losing at the end of the day, that's what this is really about. What are you really worried about losing? And every time you say, uh, I've I just got too much to risk, you're giving them more power. The biggest dweebs in history. I just, you're not the founding father. You're this is you're just a guy on Twitter. And you got to be anonymous there. I just, I don't accept it on any level. Really? Tell me, tweet me right now. Anonymously, that's fine. What are you protecting? What are you worried about? It's not. Is it a hanging tree? Is it Mad King George? What are What are you worried about? I've had all. I've I, I've tried, and I. You know where I've been speaking. Steve's right. I've had the cops following me around. I've got cease and desist letters just to try to scare me. They're not going to follow through on it. At some point, stop being afraid of your own damn shadow. If, if you are, you're going to have this all taken away from you.
1: That may be the question I've been most successful at, actually, drawing some uh, some time, some broadcast time out of. So, All right, lightning on round the with back. the next two. Number two, do you believe any of the major sports leagues are rigged in terms of who ends up where? If not, can you foresee a for scenario where that happens?
2: I have absolutely believed in the past the NBA is rigged.
4: Who ends up where? You mean who
1: wins and who loses? Yeah, is that which just a... which teams end up in which games? In yeah, yeah.
2: I, I've absolutely times. believed the NBA is rigged in the past. I mean, phantom foul calls, things of that nature. I've absolutely believed it in the past. You bet.
4: Yeah, i i a barest, a barest minimum of you know thumb on the scale kind of stuff. Sure.
1: What? Don't really watch the NBA that much, so I'm I'm kind of taking that out of the equation. And I, I think the answer is no. So I'll I'll uh, I'll leave that up to you though. Question number three. If you were king, what would be the top three most trivial things you would order to be accomplished?
2: Trivial things? Yeah. Trivial things I would order to be accomplished. Um, I'll let you take that one first. <laughs> I got to think about that if for I a was second. King
4: for a day? Uh, would... Okay.
2: Kathleen Kennedy Towns- Townsend is banned kay. from any further influence in the Star Wars franchise. That is number one. Okay? Doesn't mean it's like the number one trivial thing. It's just the number one thing I could think of. All right? That would occur. Okay? Um, no no films depicting the, the, the DC Cinematic Universe would go into production without my review and approval of the script. That would be number two. Okay? I have to approve of, of, and review and approve all scripts. That would be number two. Um, and then... Um, Number three, um, I would create uh, clear regulation of the uh, pay-for-place games within college sports that are going on right now with NIL. Those three.
4: Well, they wouldn't be without consequence, uh, but uh, uh, I would end uh, instant replay. I would end <laughs> I, thought that that's I right. would end sports gambling, and I would end <laughs> sports radio.
2: Um, you know you wouldn't we, none of us would be here if i if i if I, listen, not for sports radio that's where i that was my ecosystem man. that's where i, I, I know, got birthed out a, of
4: you're a unicorn when this comes to this concerned i mean the number of people oh my god there was just driving in the, one of dan patrick's sidekicks is driving through town from connecticut on the way to the super bowl in phoenix he's at one of the local bars downtown at nine o'clock in the morning and it's filled with 200 dudes who've got to meet I, 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 we're trying to have a society here You can't be addicted to this crap like you can. You can enjoy it. I like it too, but you can't be. It's not working. The math doesn't work. It drives me nuts.
1: If I were king, I would reinstate sports gambling after Todd canceled it.
4: (laughs) I like it. Well played. I would,
1: for municipal police officers, I would make it against the law for them to set up speed traps. Yeah, I like that. And the third thing that I would do... um, I probably issue a declaration there are no more Star Wars products ever. Even the spin off series that I've kind of liked, like Andor and Mandalorian. Just, just to just, cut your losses done. now. Just done. Done. You're done. You're done.
2: All right. That'll do it. Uh, we're sticking around and do overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow right here at noon to two Eastern after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace
1: on the Blaze Radio Network.